Hello, and welcome to Chatting with Chaz. I am so glad you're here today. Let me introduce myself to you for those of you that might be joining us for the first time. My name is Chaz, and I am the creative director and founder of Linen and Flax Co., a lifestyle brand based here in Roswell, Georgia. If you haven't visited our website, I welcome you to www.linenandflax.com. Also check us out on our Instagram page, Linen and Flax Co., and Chatting with Chaz. We launched this podcast to inspire you. We're going to hit all the topics you've you've asked for. Marriage, divorce, dating, running a business, entrepreneur, my past, your stories. We're going to talk about everything. And today is no exception. We're going there. I've invited a very special guest today. One of my favorite people. In fact, my favorite girlfriend ever. My best friend, my daughter, Jacqueline. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome, Jacqueline. (gasps) To chatting with Chaz. It's going to be chatting with mom today. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to get into it. We're going to answer all the questions that you guys had. We're going to talk about boyfriends, dating in college, mom dating, going through divorce. Mom dating. (laughs) We're talking about it all. We're doing it. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to get juicy. Juicy. We had lots of questions. I reached out to you on Instagram at Linen and Flax Co. And I said, hey, what do you want to hear? Because a lot of you watched Jacqueline grow up. We met in 2015. Jacqueline was 12 years old. So you watched her as a 12-year-old, as a 13-year-old, as a 15-year-old, as coming into age. You watched me drop her off at college. You watched me decorate her dorm. You watched us go through a very difficult divorce. You've watched us. You've watched her grow up and mature. You've watched her change and evolve into this beautiful young woman, smart, and independent. And I'm so glad to have you. And we have so many questions. When I asked you, I couldn't believe the amount of questions that came in. I mean, it was pages and pages of questions. I shared them with Jacqueline and I said, Hey, what do you want to answer? This is you. This is your story. I shared my story a couple weeks ago and I said, this is your story. How do you want to share it? You do not have to talk about divorce. You don't have to talk about anything that is difficult. Um, We can just talk about style. We can talk about makeup. We can talk about college. And she says, you know, I kind of do want to talk about it. So here we have my daughter, my best friend. And in her own words, we're going to start with this. A big question was, how a lot of our viewers watched me share my story on episode one and two. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people were asking, how did my story impact you as a young girl? Let's start there. So your story is crazy. I always knew there was a little story about why you were so protective. I was really annoyed when I was just trying to go to the movies and she showed up in the back row and I was like, are you kidding me? And then I, it was just a whole thing, but I always knew was there was something. Was that in high school? Was that no, in middle school? That was in middle school. Okay. Um, if that was in high school, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I always knew there was something and I was just waiting. And then when I turned 13, she told me kind of her whole story. If you don't know what like story we're talking about, it's from episode one and two. Um, and it just made me realize like why you're so protective and why you were always lurking a little bit lurking. and looking at where <laughs> yes. I was. Um, but I also just thought you were so cool. Cause I'm like, you lived like five lives in one life. And I'm like, yes, I just thought it was awesome. You know, when you were younger, I kind of gave you the PG story and I didn't put out, I didn't, I left out some details, but the things that 
I shared with you were things like always talk to me, even when you feel like you've done something wrong, because just like you heard in my story, I felt like I had done something wrong. So I didn't tell anyone. So I wanted her to hear that. I always was asking her about her coaches. You know, if I dropped her off at swim or gymnastics or lacrosse Mm. or soccer or you played basketball. I mean, you played like every sport, cheerleading. (laughs) I would always, whether they were male or female, I'd ask about the coaches and if they were appropriate and did they touch you? I was always like next level. Yeah. And I never wanted her to sleep over anybody's house because I thought, well, there's a dad in the house and I don't know that dad. There could be a brother. I mean, I was that person. I feel like the first time I let you sleep over someone's house, it was like a major Actually, I don't think you really slept at anyone's house, did you? I don't know. I was scared. I don't even know. And I probably ended up putting some fears in you that maybe had I not gone through my experience, you wouldn't be afraid of. You were just very protective. It was very protective. But it's a good thing. It ended up being a good thing. And through that protection, I feel like you were such a good daughter. You were always like me. She's a pleaser. We're very open with each other, too. Like, I'll tell you everything. So talk about a relationship. It's, we're very open with each other. Um, I tell her everything. I told her in high school, like, I like this boy. Oh, this boy was my first kiss. Um, Yes. Just everything. A lot of my friends are like, you tell your mom that? And I'm like, yeah, it's a little weird, but it's just how it is. We're very open with each other. It's just how it's been always. Um, Even my brothers are just as open. And they'll all sit in a little circle and we'll be like, you did that? Oh my gosh, well, I did this. (laughs) So yeah, we're all just very open with each other. It's true. I think even with the boys, they'd come home at the end of the night and you would come home at the end of the night in high school and you'd knock on the door and in my bedroom door um, and you'd be like, mommy, come here, we got to talk. And then sometimes Riley would knock on the door and he'd be like, mommy, come out, we got to talk. And it would be three in the morning or whatever. It was just, they always knew, you always knew. He could tell you anything. You could. And Mm -hmm. there was no judgment. And I always believed that if they could come to me and tell me anything, even if it was something bad, which they never really honestly did anything bad. You're really good kids. That I would be there for them and that they could come to me and they can trust that I wouldn't freak out. And I knew even if there was something that was like freak out worthy, I would have to really think like, be careful how you respond because you never want to shut down that communication. And I think that was super important to our relationship. Yeah. And it just kept an open dialogue. So I really feel like that's how the young part of you, I was protective, but then I started releasing and opening up a bit Mm -hmm. and kind of chilling out as Riley would say. Yeah. (laughs) She's chill. And that helped our relationship. Would you say? I would say when I went to college, it was a whole new world and you kind of just let me figure it out and do my thing. I never drank in high school at all. We didn't party. Like we were very good kids, which I love. Like I don't, really I didn't were. feel like I missed out on anything, but then you go to college and it's like, oh my gosh, we're at the bar. The first time I went to a bar, it was my first night of college. And you I was like me. FaceTiming you. I'm <laughs> at the bar. Like, and you're probably like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I just feel like I could tell you anything and I would, send you pictures in the bar and at frat parties. And then I had to figure out some things and be like, wait, I don't even want to be doing this really. Like this Mm -hmm. is too much. I need to reel it in a little bit. And I just think it's because of how you raised me. So I love that. Yeah. I think, um, we raised you in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. We, we talked a lot about our faith and our decisions and making decisions based on our faith. And I think even though it was me parenting you and saying, you know, this wouldn't benefit you, uh, you ultimately made the right decision because you were following not just me, but your faith. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I agree. I've definitely while being in college, like straight a little bit. And then I'm like, wait, (laughs) 
I'm not supposed to be doing this. Um, recently, I've been getting convicted a lot. And yes. we talked about that. And I'm just like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Why am I like going out? Like, I need a knot. But then I'm like, I'm young, blah, blah, blah. So it's just a whole thing. But yeah, I don't know. Well, faith really is our guide, right? Yeah. Parenting is one thing, but really you go to college. I'm not there. It's all on your, like now it's just you and God. It's just yes. your thing now. It so. is. And I think that's an evolution of our yeah. relationship. Like I'm not there micromanaging you and telling you to make good choices every moment. You're making good choices because of your beliefs. And I think even in your purity, I mean, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> You want to talk about boys? What you want? You want to talk um, about purity? You want to talk about how you've navigated that and held on to your beliefs in college? It's hard in college. High school was a breeze. I didn't even have my first kiss till senior year. I was like scared of kissing. I was the biggest flirt ever, but I was scared of kissing. I also really cared about my reputation. I never wanted to be like the girl that gets around. Or we whatever. always talked about that. Yeah, and then going into college, I was still like that. Like I was scared to do anything. And, um, yeah, I've never done the deed. I've never done the deed, <laughs> but that's so because of your little, convictions. Yeah. I don't think I, yeah. That's I, breaking news. I can't believe you said news. that. Here. I don't even know. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe, believe I just it. said that either, but, but it kind of, you kind of said it. So then I was like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it shows that you can do that in college yeah, and you can stay definitely. pure and they could tell it is hard. Yeah. It's such a hookup culture. And I like, it's hard. So, like, I don't know. It is a hookup culture. Talk about yeah. that. Like, um, what does that even mean? I don't even know. You like, do. I always wanted to like have my little kiss on the front porch. Like that was always my dream. Like, oh, my boyfriend's going to drop me off from our day and he's going to kiss me on the front porch and I'm going to run inside. We don't even have that house anymore, but, um, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh, it is just a different, like people don't date anymore. I've only been on one date, one real date, all of college last year. Um, cause it's just not like we go on date parties and stuff, but mm-hmm. it is just a different, and I feed into it. Like I love the chase. Like it's me too. You know, you know, I love the chase. You Cause you're like, this guy chase. is perfect. And I'm like, I know, but yeah, I just me. like she'll guys that don't like me about these great guys. And I'm like, well, why don't you guys go to dinner? And she's like, First of all, we don't do that. And I'm like, do you like talk on the phone? I got and asked on a date. You did? <laughs> like and, two weeks ago. But and I, I said, you should go. I didn't go. It's, but it's, it's me too. It's not just like, like it's my fault too. I get nervous for that kind of stuff. But Well, you'll be ready when you're ready. I yeah. think when you meet the right person, that's what we've always talked about. We're really getting into this. Yes. I'm when like, you meet the right person, you'll want to go on the date. Yeah. And You'll want to spend time with them. And this hookup culture, that's, we talk a lot about that because I'm like, you know, there's, I'll see her like this whole like Snapchat. And I'm like, what is that? I'm like, the guy needs to call you. It is weird. He needs to ask you on a proper date. But I'm the same. I'm just as bad with it. I'm like. It's a weird culture though, right? It is weird. Like, how do you even date in this culture? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So. To find the one. It's hard to find the one. And then it's also hard to date in college. It's hard for me to like someone too. Like it's. A lot of it's me. It's not just like these guys. Like it's really hard for me to like somebody. I feel like in high school I liked like ten people at a time, and now I'm like, but even why in high can't school, I? You would like them, but you would never yeah. like go all in. Yeah, I so was it could be a pattern. It could it's be a, a pattern. pattern. It could be me also constantly being like, is he the right person? I was so like, yeah. so I don't know we just what gotta relax. 
and it'll come to me. It'll come when yeah. it's time. When it's it definitely time. will. I'm a firm believer. I'm like, it'll come to me. Whatever. It will. Well, let's talk about uh, you. You go to Ole Miss. You chose the University of Mississippi because why? My dad went to Ole Miss, so we kind of always just grew up going to the games, and I always thought it was so cute. So I always knew. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a thing. I had all the sweatshirts. Um, and then senior year came and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Ole Miss. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm not. I'm not going five hours away. I was so scared because my high school was so small and I had the best group of girlfriends and they were all staying. Most of them were staying in state. And I was like, wait, I want to be with you guys. A lot of them were going to the same school and I was freaking out and I was like, I'm not going to Ole Miss. And I like started applying and like March to these Georgia schools, but I always knew I was going to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I made the jump and I went to Ole Miss and it was the best decision ever. Yes. I have friends you are from so everywhere, Texas, Chicago, like it's awesome. So It really has California, been a great yeah. uh, move for you. You were very courageous and independent because that was a big step for you to leave everything you I'm knew. not the very independent. Well, actually, that was a big move of independence. Yeah, it was a big move for me. I was really proud of you. Speaking out. So you get to Ole Miss, you become a DG. Yeah. Would you say, you know, I had never gone to college. I didn't do the sorority thing. We didn't know what that even looked like. We really like. had no clue. I we went no into clue. it. So if you're going into school and you have no clue, it's okay. It's like, okay. You'll find your place. Everybody says that, but you, you find really your people. will. Yeah, you'll find your people. Luckily, I had Heather McMahon as yes, my little guide, <laughs> and she found my people for me. So, but I, I tell love us about DG that. What, is, what does that mean? Um, so rush when you rush, it's good to have connections, and we just happened to have Heather as a connection. She was a good friend of ours. Yeah, and she's she was a DG, and she went to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and she's all about Ole Miss, and. We were like, hey, Heather, can we have lunch? Because we don't know what it looks like to rush. I don't yeah. I have no way to I help I really her. had no clue. So Anne Heather came in and basically threatened to burn down the DG house. If she was <laughs> so was the DG. <laughs> I so think it, it was a great rush experience. Yeah. So she's a DG yeah. now. Freshman year. Let's talk about the freshman 15. Yep. Is it a real thing? It's real. And I thought it was fake. And it's real. Like, How does it happen? It happens what does that mean? overnight. It happens so quick. You're going out. You're just trying to meet as many people as you can. I mean, you come home late and then you're starving and you're living in the dorms and you go down and you get the hot pockets at and 1 a.m. And, and you order McDonald's off DoorDash. It's just a whole thing. It's real. Um, and before it's you know it, awful. before you know it, you come home and it's like, Ooh. remember that day you came home? I that came one home visit? one day. First of all, me and my roommate, Bridget. <laughs> We're coming home for from winter break or something. And this is, I don't even know. This is a funny story. And we told our moms, we're like, we're going to be home a little bit late. We're going to get a well, pig. Well, they were supposed to be home before it was dark because I didn't like her driving on the yeah. roads late at night. And then she calls and says, we're on the way to get a pig. A pig. So There's a detour. This was the whole thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then we I got wanted mad. a teacup pig and we were on the way. We were like en route. Like Going we the were on the direction. way. We thought it was a little baby teacup pig. It was a it was ma- it was a hog. Was I don't even know what pig. it was. So we turned around. I got yelled at when I got home and then they were looking at me like I was crazy. I had like mascara from the night before. It was the rough. freshman 15 it happened. Was not a good they look. were just like what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. 
But that was a moment. That was a moment. And I was like, I can't look like this. That was a moment because it wasn't like you came home and I was like, oh, you don't look pretty. Yeah. I would never do that. But what happened is she walked in the door. First of all, I was angry because she was driving really late at night. She didn't get home till midnight. And that was like, not okay for a pig. That's another story. But then, um, so I was upset, but when she walked in, she looked exhausted and she had dark circles under her eyes. And my beautiful, smart, amazing daughter that I sent to school came home for the first time, not looking like my beautiful, smart, amazing daughter. And I, I told her that. And I think sometimes they need to hear the hard truth. And I'm like, this is not benefiting you late nights, um, drinking, you know, being in bars. This isn't a good look for you. And I think that kind of was, it clicked for uh, sure. It clicked. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Again, everything is beneficial. Not everything yeah. is benef. Everything is there's, there's a verse. Okay. I can't think of what it is, but it's not all <laughs> beneficial for you. And that yeah. was, you everything gotta, is permissible. You have to just not everything is beneficial. Yeah. That's what it is. Freshman year, you're literally like, it's your first time all on your own and you're just figuring it out. And it just happens. It happens yes. to the best of us. Everybody goes through a little rough path freshman so year. So how did you make the change? Because you obviously, people have noticed because they've watched you grow from 12 to 15 to 18. To You watched me drop her off at college. You watched us decorate her dorm. It was all over TikTok and Instagram. You watched us kind of... Um, You've watched everything, but you watched her on a wellness journey. And a lot of you have said, wow, I've noticed Jacqueline looks different. Jacqueline looks so healthy. Is Jacqueline on the wellness journey? And in fact, she has been on quite a wellness journey. Why don't you talk about your, from transitioning from freshman year, where kind of it was just wild and you're just trying to figure it out to Mm -hmm. now how, what your life looks like at school. Um, yeah, well, I always played sports in high school. So I was like, I didn't even have to worry about it really. And then I went off to school freshman 15 and I came home and my mom's like ripped. And I was like, what is (laughs) happening? And I was like, you look so much better than me. So then not even like in that way, but I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to go walk. And it started, we just started walking Walking. and walking and talking. And then I got on the Peloton and I was like, oh, this is good. And I just kept going. And I, I love it now. I just think it's fun. I love working out. Yes. I like eating healthy. It's just fun now. You I still really... like eat bad. Like we got Sonic for a long time. My, me and my roommates for like a month, we would go to Sonic every night without Which fail. Which is okay, but you balance yeah. it with working out. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about your wellness journey. You know, unfortunately a lot of young girls, they get into college and then it's the comparison trap. And then some of them stop eating and then they're eating like very small. And we've always been very careful in our language that, yeah, I do want to watch calories, but I don't want to create an eating disorder. Right. And we don't want, we want to look at food in a healthy way. You know, she watched me before eating pizza and drinking Cokes and now she's watching me eating salads and protein. And I think it was just a complete lifestyle change that she observed. And when she was younger, she was adopting my bad habits. And then as she grew up and I grew up, yeah. she started adopting my good habits. So I think changing your habits like I did. Yeah. I is really, you. Yes. It's amazing. The happened. power that moms have in their yeah. own journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And the influence they can be in their daughters and in their sons, even our sons as well, our kids. For sure. So what is, um, the, what do you think the best thing you've done in your wellness journey? If there's one thing that you'd say is something that a girl can do or take um, control of. It all just started with getting steps in. It was just like, we got to get 10,000 steps today. Yeah. You would watch That's me with the steps started, yeah. and then you were like, I need to do I my would steps. Say just start walking. I yes. don't know. 
it's fun. Like it really becomes just, it's like, let's wake up, let's go to the gym. Like, yeah, well, that's what we did today. And we were like, let's get up, let's go to the gym. Then we yes. came home, made breakfast and we made healthy meals yeah. together and just it's fun. Whole, yeah. We have fun with it. It's yes. Awesome. You got to make it fun and you have yep. to just make it part of your life. Yeah. And For cute sure. set always helps. Cute set. She loves a cute set. Always. Yes. Okay. So now you're, you're striving, you're thriving in college. Your grades are excellent, by the way. You really, I mean, freshman year, they're trying they to figure be better, it out. But. I remember she called me and she was calling me from the library and she was with all of her amazing friends that she's met <laughs> oh, and she was in I had tears. An intervention. And yeah. her friends were like, you need to pull it together. And really the divorce was impacting you mm-hmm. and yeah. your grades. And, um, you know, she went away freshman year and a lot of you don't really know the timeline, but that's when everything imploded in our family. And I think that was hard for her because she wasn't home. You know, the boys were at home and they had my attention every day. She was at school and I was trying to kind of shield her from a lot of the crazy that was happening. So let's talk about that. That really impacted you. Yeah. How did it impact you? The divorce. Yes. I mean, a big question here was, it was probably, we looked at the questions together and I said, you didn't have to talk about it if you didn't feel comfortable, but you said you wanted to. Um, How, how are you doing post-divorce? Post-divorce? I'm doing great. I, I feel, I don't even, I say this all the time. I'm like, I'm fine. Like I feel fine. I really do. Um, this is such a fun season in life. Like I love school. I love my friends. Everything's awesome. Um, it's definitely weird because I don't have a relationship really with my dad at all. So that's the weird part. I also think it's weird being 20 and it happening versus being like five and it happening. Both are hard, but like my whole life, it was like, oh, we're all together. Like we're going to walk down the aisle. Like everyone's going to be close with my family, like my boyfriend and my dad, blah, blah, blah. And that's just not how it is, at least for right now. So it's definitely weird because it was all together and then it's just not now. And I literally Christmas break, I, I had like one last conversation and I was like, when I come back, home from school for summer. Like, am I going to be in this house? Like what's going to be happening? And I came back and the divorce was final and we weren't in the house. It's just weird. It was a whole like boom and it was over. So that was weird. Yes. But, and I think if you're navigating divorce while your daughter's in college, I remember when we, we always, there was always issues in the marriage. Well-intended I tried to shield them, her, from a lot of the issues. But they would also see it. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. we did fight in front of them. It Got happened. Worse. It was explosive at times. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. It was always just, uh, there was a strain over, it got worse over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And they saw it. There were vacations where they were like, every vacation, there was just like an issue. And they were just, I remember our last family vacation, one of my kids came to me and was like, can you just please end this? We can't deal with it anymore. And, um, but nobody wants a divorce. And so I kind of just was like, I'll just deal with it. And that will just be my lot in life. You know, this is, Mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with it because I don't want to bring them through this. And I think trying to smile and look pretty and going through the motions of like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody has problems. They never really anticipated it. Yeah. until there was just really no other option to the point of- We had you, a breaking point. We did we have a like, breaking point. What was the over. breaking point for you? 
Um, the beach trip. Because I remember Christmas, it all went down. It, it went Rosemary. down at the Rosemary Cottage. The perfect place. The perfect place. Yeah, it went down. Picture perfect once again. My freshman year of college for a timeline. Yeah. Yes. Went down. Yes. Over something. And, and that was the thing. The thing yeah. that imploded it was really not even something we should even talk about because it was irrelevant. But it was all the baggage that was there. And then just a little thing just became a big thing. And he left the cottage. And I, I remember the breaking point for me actually involved actually, you. Actually, my breaking point. <laughs> Go ahead. My personal breaking point. I, um, he left the cottage and I was yelling his name down the streets of Rosemary. I'm like, dad, dad. And he didn't turn around. And I know he heard me. And I was like, I'm done. Then it was Christmas. Was, and that's yeah. what I was done. You're supposed seeing. to go to New Orleans for the Ole Miss Bowl game. And I'm like, great. Now my plans are canceled. And yeah, that and was my breaking point. I was like, I'm done. And it felt like it was out of nowhere because we had the pretty Christmas tree up. Yeah. We and I'm also at school. So I come home for Christmas and I'm like, everything is normal. But it wasn't. Right. I learned that break that it wasn't normal. Right. I was like, oh, you guys are fighting? Like, I didn't even know. Yes. So that's why it was weird. But yes. Yeah. And it was probably very difficult because even in that moment, for my breaking point was that day with you walking outside early in the morning. Yeah, it was like 7 a.m. I got woken up to it. Kind of chasing him and he's dragging the suitcase and you're yeah. like, dad, dad. And I'm like, I'm done. He can hurt me, but he's not going to hurt you. Yeah. So I called the attorney that day. I don't know if you know that. I had been meeting with an attorney, um, but I was just meeting with an attorney to kind of cover my tracks because I thought it, he he was going to divorce me and I was going to be in a vulnerable position. And I just decided that I can't live like this and they certainly cannot. And this is not protecting my kids because as a parent, you don't do divorce because you're protecting your kids for years. I wanted a divorce, but I'm like, I'm not going to do this to them. I will suck it up. That was a turning point, And I was in therapy being advised that this is not healthy. And that was really my breaking point as well. We went yeah. home and really you haven't talked to him yeah, we don't really Really, talk. on a couple occasions since then, all of yeah. us, really, which I don't think any of us, I think health, healthy people that go through divorces. Which is weird because we were so close. Like our family was very close. Me and my dad were close, like just as close as any, like we were really close. He was close with all my friends. We were always like, the whole family was always together. We were like, everybody thought we were like perfect. Perfect. So it's weird because it's not like we weren't close and like, you know, like right. we were, I was just as close with him as I was with you. Um, pretty much. I mean, different bonds, but pretty much. And so, yeah, it's just weird. Like I still think about it. I'm like, wait, this is so weird. Like I haven't seen, I hadn't seen him in two years about, and then I saw him in Oxford. He happened to be in Oxford and I was like, well, I'd like to see you. Um, so I met him on the square. And it was a like two hour screaming match. Because you had questions. In the middle of the square. Yeah, just because I had questions still. Nothing had been answered really for me. And I'm like, you're not in my life at all. I'm just so confused. And I'm like, I need this from you. I need this from you. I don't feel supported. So it was a whole thing. But yeah. You know, it's hard for um, young adults. Like you said, it was hard for you because you this you were used to this picture of a family. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's not, even though there were issues, I think you probably would have agreed with me that you would have just dealt with it just so that yeah. we didn't have to go through all this. I think the biggest thing, um, 
what am I trying to say here? For parents to realize if there's a nugget here, if you go through the divorce, and I believe that you should, if it gets to a, a point where it's just not healthy. And that's what our point was. And I'll have a whole episode on my divorce. Um, but you don't divorce your children. And so I think the problem has, yeah, we had to deal with a family divorce with a parent, with parents separating and that's okay. That doesn't work sometimes, but the, the parent and child separating, it's like a whole nother thing to unbox. I haven't been able to really help them with that because I don't really have answers for that. It has been a burden for me because I don't have the answers for you and I want to fix it and I'm not capable to fix it because it has to be resolved between you two. But I I do encourage it for the record that they do have a healthy relationship. She always encourages. And I do encourage that she needs her her father. Mm -hmm. And, And I pray and I hope that there is a day that... Um, that can happen because yeah. I think it's important. And I know with, with my challenges with my parents, as much as there was conflict and issues and forgiveness that needed to happen, it was healthy to make that happen. Yeah. So I, I know that one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. And, or you learn how to, how to just navigate yeah. it. Not getting exactly what you want, but you can navigate it in a healthy way. Yeah. So now we get to the, to the divorce and... Um, you know, one thing we talk a lot about in when we have our conversations, which are often, is like, we didn't think it was going to look like this. And, you know, we didn't think that going back to college and parents weekend that I'd be going back alone. Yeah. And we didn't think when she'd come home that she'd be coming to a townhouse and not her family home. Mm-hmm. How have you handled that? It's just weird. Like, I don't even know what other words to say then. It's weird. You know, yes, there's really nothing I can say. I don't understand why we don't have a relationship, me and my dad. Like, I'm I don't get it. I mean, we definitely have problems, but I'm like, you can fix them so easily for me. Like, I'm not asking for a lot, so that it that's why. But it's definitely weird. I loved her old house and I never got to say goodbye. But I think that is hard. I think you do need closure for that. Yeah. And we've it's talked about that. But we're good, you know? Yes. Yes. It's we are weird. good. But it's weird. Um, yeah. And you weird. have questions. Yeah, and I, got, I have questions. I think the only way you get closure is to get answers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we left the family home because that's really what needed to happen. But to me, I was dealing with it knowing in the beginning that I was going to have to give that home up. And I was dealing with it. For her, it was a surprise because she was like, wait, what? Why are we moving? Yeah. So I think that's just something you're going to have to work yeah. through. It was... Um, I mean, there's so much behind everything. There's so much behind everything. But personally, I think it was good to get a fresh start. Yeah. There was a lot of pain in that home. I know there was a lot of good memories too. And that's what's hard for you. Yeah. We don't need it. We're all good. We're all good. Everything's good. So now we're post-divorce. Things look different. We didn't think it was going to look like this, Um, but it is. And now we're finding our new normal. Yeah. And now your mom is dating. Now she's dating. And is that She has a boyfriend and I don't. That is a big question that a lot of people ask. How are you doing with that? I think it's awesome that she's dating. She's thriving. She's having so much fun. She's in love. Um, Douglas treats her awesome. 
I'm like, I wish I was the one with a boyfriend or I could maybe at least I wish I had <laughs> a boyfriend. Took me 49 years to we find. We could bond. That's what freaks me out. I'm like, I better find him quick. But yes. I think it's awesome. So is happy it, for Is you. it odd for you? I mean, it's got to be different. It's not your father. And your mom's dating. It's like I'm yeah. going on a date. I mean, date it's different, but. It's a new normal. Yeah. I'm traveling now. Is that weird? How's that been she's for you? Traveling. Oh, she's, she's traveling. She's going all around the world. <laughs> one week she's in Paris. One week, I don't even know. Yes. But no, you deserve it. And you're just, you're, you're adjusting. Fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, and how do you like, to, how do you feel about Douglas? He's awesome. Okay. He's Good great. To know. Yeah. Um, Okay, next question. So I'm going to look at my notes because you all had a lot of great questions. Do you want to talk while I'm looking? I'm going to pull up all (laughs) of the... What do you guys want me to talk about? Talk about... We were looking through all these questions earlier. There were so many. There were a lot of questions. The most that we've ever had. They were Um, good too. We talked about our relationship, mother and daughter. What do you think the one bond is that we have that you think is different than any bond you have with anyone? That was a question. Um, so one thing that stands about out about you and I, we just tell each other everything. We're very open with each other. Um, yeah, yeah, we're very open. What health tips do you have for a college girl? Um, don't have a DoorDash on your phone. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would just honestly say just try to walk to all your classes and just walk as much as you can and. If you live in a house, make most of your own food. I always, I try to make breakfast because I'm like, I know I can make breakfast. Mm-hmm. We never really know what we're doing that night. Um, and my roommates like have fun with it too. We all like to work out. So it's something we all kind of do together. So yes. you can encourage your roommates or maybe your roommates will encourage you and you guys can make it like fun. Yes. So there's a tip. Uh, what is your career goal? So I'm studying marketing and communications. Um, wait, also people think I'm like not in school anymore. I'm still in school. Ole Miss just had a snow delay. So I'm well, still- Well, and Ole Miss goes back late. We go back late and then we got a snow delay. So I'm still in school because there's been a lot of questions. Um, I'm studying marketing and communications. Um, my career goals are to graduate and then kind of go off on my own, move somewhere. I'm not sure- wear yet do something in marketing or do something in apparel and then come back and make an empire honestly I don't really know how how we go about that but I'd love to have a store in Rosemary or 30A somewhere and run it and kind of make it my own and then she has the stores in Roswell and then we make another store and another and we do I don't even know we We travel and do stuff I don't know. Yes. You talked to me about wanting to have your own type of store, like an yeah, offspring I kinda of want like, Flags. Yeah. Like what does that offspring? look like? Looks a little bit younger, kind of the same, like neutral, um, just fun, um, just younger looking, some more athleisure, um, kind of the same, just a little bit of a younger vibe to it, I guess. Yes. Just I, a little baby, a, a younger linen flash. I, I think it would actually be fantastic. Yeah. I think people would really and love it. And then when it. I have a baby, we have a whole baby store. Like, I don't know. Well, we have so baby fun. now. I know, but awesome, we could have a whole but store. We could have a whole store. I mean, there's lots of possibilities. Yeah, I think. we want to do a lot. We like to dream and scheme. And I do think that as you go out into the world and you learn more, you can yeah. bring it to linen and flax to make us better. You've inspired me. We've done rush collections. We've done college, back mm-hmm. to school. 
Um, we brought in younger looks for your yeah. target audience. And it's interesting because a lot of her friends follow us. It's amazing. And a lot of people ask me where something's from and I'm like, Lennon and Flux. Yes. Yeah, so know? she's always kind of plugging. I do think that she may kind of ease into the influencing game yeah. because um, anytime she's on, you guys ask what she's wearing. And I think that that's a natural progression for you. And it kind of it will be something you'll do with London and Flax if you decide to go on that path. Yeah. You might even be your own entrepreneur. Maybe. Like you might just create your own path. Yeah. Um, so many questions here. Let's talk about your favorite tip for um, makeup. What do you... Um, what's your, like, good skincare. Good skincare. Talk about good skincare because a lot of girls your age don't really think about it, but it's super important. Well, the Revisions line is great. I use hers whenever I'm home, but I really just use like the Cetaphil face wash. I don't really have anything crazy. Um, makeup by Mario. I really like their makeup. Mm-hmm. I like the Laneige lip mask. Um, yeah, that's good. So good skincare. You always wash your face at the end of the night. That's I something try to. Yeah. that you and I talked about a lot when you were younger. We're like, wash your face. It kind of is yeah. part of my nighttime routine. She watched it. Honestly, if you hear anything, I think the the habits that you kind of instill in your kids, the things that you do yourself, they're always watching. And so I always would wash my face at night. She'd come in and talk while I washed my face. She started doing it with me at my vanity, mm-hmm. you know, um, really a lot of our wellness, when I was eating bad, she was eating bad. When I was eating yeah. healthy, she started eating healthy. So you are a huge influence mom and, and they're watching, especially your daughter. Um, what do you love the most about your mom? I love how you're so motivated. You keep me motivated. You're such a go-getter. I'll be at school and I'll, I'll, I usually get up around like eight or seven. If get I have early. an 8am, I get up pretty early then and I'm like, okay, out. I'm up. And then I go on Instagram and she's been up for four hours on the treadmill. And I'm like, okay, I'm up. Like, I'm I got to get up. I got to go to the gym. She motivates me a lot. Um, she's always there for me. Yeah. You support me in everything I want to do. Yes, yeah, I do. Everything. I believe in you and I know you can do great things yep. and you will do great things. Um, uh, okay. So many things I want to wrap up on a, a really great question. Is there anything I've missed Jacqueline that you would like to talk about? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. If there's one thing you need, Oh, here's an old miss mom. Uh, oh, this, there's so many questions. Um, what is the one thing that you feel like at this age, you're 20 years old, you're going to be 21 next week. 21. Amazing. Uh, I can't believe you're going to be 21. I know. Um, I'm so proud of you. You're so mature and you're doing such a great job in school and you've really navigated divorce and family. You're kind of the glue. We were going around the table at dinner the other night and the boys and I were all saying that you are like the glue and you're the one that's always about family. And like when you're home, you're like, guys, let's have family dinners. I make it all happen. You really love and cherish family. Yeah. Um, so tell me, uh, what is the one thing you need and, and that other, you can say to moms that their daughter at 20 years old, 21 young adults, what do, what do they, we need, what do they need from their moms? I at just this like age? to know you're there and I can call you and I can tell you whatever and you'll answer me. And that's really it. I just like to know you're there. Yes. That's support. Yeah. And I like when she calls me first, sometimes I have to call her first <laughs> cause I'm like, hello. <laughs> Oh, I, I apologize for that. No, Sometimes it's just the day busy. gets away from me. And, but um, you're always on my mind. I know. But I will do better. Um, well, I love you. And I'm really proud of you. And thank you for kind Thanks. of sharing hard things. Like you've been doing hard things too, you know. 
Thanks. And you've been doing them beautifully and you're inspiring me and you're inspiring girls that are watching and you're inspiring your roommates. I know they, they're so great. Your roommates. Yeah, the best roommates. Um, any parting words to cl- shut it down? I think we covered it. I don't All know. Right. I think we're good. I think we're good. Well, thank you for being with me on the Thanks couch, for chatting me. with mom and chatting yeah, with Chaz. Uh, until next time, make sure you're following along on YouTube, but subscribe, hit this subscribe button. Make sure you're following, uh, chatting with Chaz on Instagram and Linen and Flax Co. For updates and future podcasts that are to come, we have so much good coming ahead. This was an awesome episode and I really enjoyed it. I hope to have the boys as well, but we have so many special guests coming and more stories from me. Keep following along. We loved having you here and chatting with Chaz and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. <laughs> episode drops Wednesday at 12 midnight. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.